welcome everybody into another game night after on this beautiful Mother's Day holiday Sunday May 9th and I am bringing a game that just ended tonight the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Phoenix Suns we watched an absolute blowout everyone was expecting a close game but but let me back up real quick this is game night after our 15 minute or less game recap pod sister kind pod to what Daniel is doing over there at uh, free basketball Grizzlies edition so we are coming into the final full week of the regular season of the NBA everyone's getting excited for the playoffs and I cannot wait for the playoffs to actually start and we are looking at a potential matchup here between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix run that the Phoenix Suns that could be a round one two verse seven seed except in reverse of what you would typically think from the past year the Suns would be the two seed, the Los Angeles Lakers would be the seventh seed, assuming they win that first play-in game, if they stay in the play-in. And this is just a bad matchup for the Suns, but we'll get more, talk about that more at the end. Let's get into this. The Lakers were without LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma. The Phoenix Suns did not have Cam Johnson, but it was a blowout win. The Lakers won 123-110. to Suns never led once in this game. The Lakers basically opened the game on a 7-0 run and never looked back from that. Devin Booker ended the game with 21 points. Chris Paul had 13 points, 10 assists, and a bad game for him. Campaign was kind of the star for the Suns. The only reason the Suns didn't lose by 30 is because of the campaign run that he did in the second half. He finished the game with 24 points, and he was 9 for 10 from the field, 4 for 5 from 3, so he was on fire. The disappointing player for the Suns tonight was DeAndre Ayton. 6.6 rebounds. Four of those points came in the late crunch in the fourth quarter. So he realistically, realistically went the whole game only scoring two points until the very end. Um, so he had a pretty rough game himself. But on the Lakers side, Alex Caruso, KCP, both had 17 points each. The big name tonight, obviously, Anthony Davis finally had a breakout game. 42 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. He was 15 of 17 from the free throw line, and that's going to kind of be a theme throughout this game because the first game I did, the Bucks nets that was a free throw shooting contest. This one was a free throw shooting contest also. The game featured 66 combined free throws. Um, the Lakers shot 41 free throws. The Suns shot 25. Lakers hit 32 of theirs. The Suns hit 21 of theirs. So... It wasn't just about the free throw disparity, although that was a lot of, uh, that was kind of where you can put at for the margin for this game, 13 point win, 11 more free throws for the Lakers, but it was really one in the trenches early on in the game. Total, the Lakers had 14 offensive rebounds to the three offensive rebounds that the Suns had. Suns, like if you look at this score and watched most of the game, you thought the Suns were just getting absolutely dominated. And they were on the scoreboard, but they won most kind of the critical categories that people look at in a box score. They have more points in the paint. I think they have 50 points. The Lakers had like 44. They have more fast break points. And they shot 53% from the field for the entire game to the Lakers 43, 48%. So how did the Lakers really dominate them? They buried them in the first half. And the Suns came out extremely slow. The Suns need to kind of get into a tempo within the game, and the Lakers would just not allow them to get out. 
They were playing fantastic half-court defense on them, making them run through them, their sets. They were missing shots. I mean, getting into the first quarter, what really hurt the Suns early is DeAndre Ayton get two fouls within the first five minutes of the game. AD's absolutely going to work inside. He's hitting about every shot that you could think of, even floaters running baseline. And the Lakers are just abusing them inside. And the Suns, this is how much of a drought they were in to start. They did not break double-digit points till the 3-minute and 30-second mark of the first quarter. So at the end of the first, the score was 30-19. to 19. And really, a lot of the story is the Suns' role players did not show up. Second quarter, poor Torrey Craig. Torrey Craig was a starter. I think the Suns' strategy was to spread the bigs out for the Lakers and hit them from three. Torrey Craig was so bad. He played in the first quarter, and I don't think we saw him again because Frank Kaminsky started the second half instead of him, and then Saric would sub in for Kaminsky. No more Torrey Craig for that game. It was basically back and forth through the second quarter, about even. I think they uh, the Lakers won that quarter by one point. Heading into the half, um, AD had 22 first-half points. Booker had 9. CP3 had 6.5 assists. So this uncharacteristic night for the, the Suns. Heading into half, Lakers are up 59-47. 44 total free throws were shot in the first half. That's how in the mud the Lakers made this game. All right? So that was a big key here. Third quarter, like I said about Torrey Craig, Dario Saric starts for instead of Craig at that big position. Like a lot of coaching, this is what I give Vogel credit for. Like a lot of coaching is just making the other coach blink. Everybody thinks it's a lot of strategy and all that kind of stuff. But if you can make a coach blink and take them out of them system, then that's how you get a coaching edge for your team. And that's what happened here. Torrey Craig sucked at the beginning, did not hit the threes. I think he missed the two threes he took. So instead of sticking with it and see if they could get in a tempo going small and spread, Monty Williams went big to try to match the Lakers, and it completely took them out of the game, and the Lakers kept dominating. But coming out into the third quarter, Devin Booker was more assertive, getting into lane, trying to get in his shot. I think he shot like six free throws in the first four minutes of the third quarter. Lakers did go on a dry spell kind of mid-quarter after Caruso went out with foul trouble. But Ben McLemore kind of saved it. I mean, the Suns were making a run, and Ben McLemore hit two big threes to slow that Suns run. Campaign, who I said at the beginning had 24 points, came on in the third quarter. He had 12 points in the third quarter. Unfortunately, they went up-tempo for the Suns too late, scored 30 points in the third, but the Lakers responded right back after that lull that they had in the middle of the third and had 39 in the third. Finished the quarter, the final minute and a half, on a 10-0 run. So heading into the fourth, our score was 98-77. to And the start of the fourth quarter was the campaign show. The Suns went small, tried to speed up the game. That's what I talked about just a second ago with Vogel. Um, Vogel got Monty to second-guess what his strategy was. And Monty played right into Vogel's hand. And Vogel exploited it. But Monty decided, look, we got nothing else. We're down 21 points here. Let's go small, see what happens. They go on a run. They cut it to 10 after CP3-3 with six minutes left. Called a timeout. I believe it was a TV timeout. Guess what? Monty Williams takes campaign out, goes back with his starting lineup minus Torrey Cred with Jay Crowder. 
So his starters are the guys that finished the game, DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, Devin Booker, CP3, Mikael Bridges. And that was the game. You had made this run with the small ball lineup. You were speeding up the Lakers, and then you went back to your old faithful to carry you home. And it just did not work. Drummond was subbed in. They had The Suns were still on this run a little bit. Vocal immediately took Drummond out two minutes later. And you can visibly see that Andre Drummond is not happy about this. Andre Drummond did not have a good game. Andre Drummond is not a good player. The more we get, in, once we get into the playoffs, Marc Gasol is going to take Drummond's minutes. And I'm going to tell you a reason why here in just a second. Um, but campaign, just to kind of reiterate here how Monty Williams overthought this. This was really kind of a coaching strategy battle. And it happened to AD just be a monster. So, yeah, maybe it's unfair to say it was just strictly coaching. I'm not saying it's strictly coaching because the Suns role players just did not show up at all. But campaign went out at the 5 minute 46 second mark of the fourth quarter. Over that five, almost six minute stretch, the Suns made four total baskets in that entire stretch. Campaign had 24 points in less than 20 minutes, I believe. And he took him out to go back with his old faithful lineup that was not working. They scored eight points off field goals. Two of their points were free throws. So they scored 10 points down the final six-minute run. Final being Lakers 123-110. to Now, I said last time we might not do player of the game every game, but I have to mention player of the game because Anthony Davis was absolutely amazing. He was all over the floor. Every, he, it seemed like he was constantly on the floor. And every time he went down, I, I just held my breath because he pulled up Gimpy a couple times. I mean, he got hit into the baseline. He missed a layup and almost run into the back. Um, he just had a very nerve-wracking game that you could tell he was in a rhythm early and was feeling it and wanted to keep going. So his 42 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists – Cannot be ignored. Player of the game, 100%, even though campaign gave off a great shooting show. Anthony Davis was fantastic this entire game in a game that he wanted to prove something after having some recent struggles coming back from that injury. But kind of final thoughts here to kind of wrap this up before we go. I said at the top, this is a potential 2-7 matchup, and I think if the Lakers stay in 7, which seems probable, although they picked up a half game tonight, they're only a game back from the Blazers right now of 6, I think the Lakers absolutely would love to see the Suns in first round. And the Suns losing tonight basically seals them at 2. Um, the Suns are just so weak inside. If DeAndre Ayton doesn't have it going, I don't think Chris Paul trusts DeAndre Ayton. And you can just see it by the passes that Chris Paul actually delivers to him. They're f not very frequent. He only does it if he absolutely has to. If he can't get his shot off, that's when he looks to pass DeAndre Ayton. And Ayton just does not finish. He doesn't like contact. He's not a bruiser, and that's okay. But he's more finesse, and he has bad hands. I'm sorry. He just does. He's just not a finisher yet. Can he get better at that? Sure. But... Heading into a playoff series with the Lakers, the interior with Aiton, and those rotational bigs, Dario Saric, Frank Kaminsky, um, and if they're going to continue to play Torrey Craig, I mean, that is an absolute disaster. I think the Lakers would be foaming at the mouth to play the Suns in the first round to get right. 
to play whoever that 3-6 matchup would be in the second. Um, but the Lakers also... So, so let me back to real quick. If you want to see how to defend the best perimeter players in the league, you have to watch Frank Vogel and the way he prepares his wings to defend. Because I can't tell you how many games I've seen where they have a plan for a player, and typically it's a good plan, but it's NBA players, and they're superstars that are typically typically guarding, so they could come straight through it and score, and it doesn't matter. Um, but they know how to defend CP3 and Devin Booker, and, and little things that I notice that I like, every time they get a high screen, they jump to their high foot so they cannot reject the screen and go the opposite way. They force them to go off the screen. They're okay with them going off the screen. And they bring the high he- they don't bring a high hedge, but he's flattened out. And they keep pushing. Either they trap if they have the opportunity, or they make him pass out of it and everybody rotates behind. Or Booker or CP3 has to continue going right. And then the guard, it's either Caruso or KCP, those are the featured guys guarding them, are closing down on them. So Little stuff like that is what I pay attention to in these matchups, and the Lakers do it about to perfection in this game. Caruso was awesome on CP3. KCP was awesome for a half, for the most part, on Devin Booker. So those are things that I'm kind of keying in on because they, Frank Vogel's system, absolute masterclass on how to defend better players, and that's why the Suns' rotational players just failed Booker and CP3, but I said why I think I said earlier that Marcus is going to start playing in the playoffs more than Andre Drummond, and it's because of this factor. LeBron James is going to absolute hate playing with Drummond. Drummond is soft; he doesn't finish through contact. He flails through everything and has bad hands. Sure, he'll have some games where he'll get big stats and big numbers, but they're empty. Mark Gasol will be in there late, or AD at the five strictly with Morris or Harrell. It will not be Drummond. LeBron will be out of Drummond immediately the first time he drops one of his passes in the playoffs. So once they get LeBron back, they can play both fast and slow. It's a disaster disaster situation for the Phoenix Suns in the first round who had a magical season. So... Thanks for tuning in. That was game night after for the Lakers Suns. Hope everybody enjoys another week of regular season basketball. Once again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, especially the mother to my own children. She is the best. We love you very much. Everyone have a good week. See you next time.